0: with my good friend, Victor Davis Hanson today. How do you do that? Go right now to hillsdale.edu slash just news to start. It's free and it's easy to get started and it's an easy URL to remember. All you gotta do, go to hillsdale.edu slash just news. One more time, hillsdale.edu slash just news. Hello America and happy Tuesday. Very excited to have you with us today. Well, we've got the show of shows for you. We're not going to let you down. We've got some great guests. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey, folks, it's John Solomon here. Today, I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a health care provider. Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey has filed the Missouri v. Biden case, working on that one, but also this week uh, uh, got involved in a very major investigation involving media matters and efforts to possibly go after uh, Elon Musk and X. He joins us right now. Mr. Attorney General, great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me on. You are a fearless defender of the First Amendment. Your state is, I think, creating some of the most important court precedents to protect uh, our First Amendment rights in the 21st century. Uh, This new investigation with Media Matters, tell us why you opened it and where it's likely to head.
1: Well, first off, I believe in the right to free speech as a foundational foundational principle uh, of our republic. And so it's worth fighting for. And at the end of the day, we're in a fight against radical progressive tyrants who will lie, cheat and steal to take that freedom away from Missourians and all Americans. And the allegation here is that Media Matters defrauded uh, Missourians in in a scheme to solicit contributions and then convert the money into a coordinated market manipulation in an attack on the last uh, platform dedicated to free speech in America. And ultimately that harms all Missourians. And so we're launching an investigation. We're demanding that they retain certain documents that we feel most likely to expose any lies, fraud, or manipulation and uncover the truth. And we're going to hold wrongdoers accountable.
0: Yeah, so important.
2: Absolutely. And sir, you you've done an incredible job already of of qualifying and, and creating the basis for these arguments. Um, it's amazing to me because Media Matters, I mean they they are essentially a misinformation research group and yet they they manipulated the algorithm to actually substantiate misinformation that obviously affects the people of your state. So so having qualified this argument, have you been able to quantify it yet as far as because I know that that Twitter lost Apple and a number of of uh, advertisers on their platform? Do we have a dollar amount?
1: Well, not yet. You know, at the end of the day, I think that's uh, something we hope to find in the course of this investigation. Exactly how many Missourians were negatively impacted by this. And we never know may know. The, the full number, but the corporations, the advertisers that are pulling out of Twitter at this point are pawns in Media Matters manipulation. Look, Media Matters, the whole organization is built on a lie. This is a radical progressive uh, advocacy group that's masquerading, masquerading as a news organization. And you know, the allegation again here is that they uh, took money from everyday Americans, everyday Missourians, and then used it to defraud advertisers on Twitter. That's a lie. The other lie in the allegation here is that the manipulation of the algorithms itself emphasized controversial speech and tethered that speech to advertisers in an attempt to bully Twitter and its advertisers. Why would they do that? The only possible reason is because they hate Twitter because they can't control it. Because Twitter's the last platform dedicated to free speech in America. And that's why this investigation is so important to protect Missourians and all of our constitutional right to free speech.
0: Yeah, it is. It's going to become, I think, one of the most important uh, investigations in the free speech in a long time. It follows the great work you and your office has done uh, in Missouri v. Biden. There's this interesting... Interesting continuum in the history of this new era of censorship. Uh, first, we saw efforts of uh, the federal government using cutouts, uh, nonprofits to do its bidding to censor people. Now it looks like the battlefront has moved a little bit to try to demonetize people whose speech you disagree with. Uh, you've you won a, a big win against the uh, censorship, the direct censorship. Now that moves to demonetization. Are these efforts really connected at their core?
1: I think they absolutely are. And I think you're exactly spot on in your analysis. This is a new front in the war, in the fight for to defend free speech in America. You're right. I mean, Missouri was first out of the gate on this issue, but we've been in the fight for free speech. You know, we've filed the lawsuit, Missouri v. Biden, the most consequential First Amendment lawsuit in this nation's history. have uncovered a relationship of coercion and collusion between federal officials and big tech social media uh, in a censorship regime targeting conservative voices and silencing conservative voices on big tech. We put a stop to it with the nationwide injunction that we've successfully defended twice. And we're now going to the United States Supreme Court on that case. We've also litigated against the gag order that they place on President Trump to allow his core political speech to be heard by millions of Americans across this nation and here in Missouri as well. And you're right, this is the new front. They failed to obtain uh, success through government censorship because we put a stop to it in court. And so now the, the war has shifted and radical progressive advocacy groups are launching market manipulated attacks on platforms like Twitter or X in order to silence uh, American voices. Again, they hate Twitter because they can't control it. And they're going to use every means at their disposal to take it out. And in this this case, it's market manipulation and fraud. And so that's why we've got to investigate it. We've got to get to the bottom of it and protect Missourians from fraud, from manipulation and from the lies and deceit.
0: So important.
2: Yeah. And it is a new front. And I think that a new front necessitates new battle methods. And I was teasing at the top of the show what's happening in Argentina and the shrinking of their government. And uh, when it comes to Missouri and your fight against the Biden administration, it's three to zero, three to zip. So you're doing very, very well. And we're also seeing in Texas the lawsuits uh, regarding the COVID vaccines. And it seems that federalism federalism is coming back into style. Do you think that that is happening and emerging at least within the state's AG community?
1: Absolutely. Look, the 10th Amendment means something. And, and for, for your viewers, will will certainly recall that the 10th Amendment says not uh, any authority not explicitly given to the federal government or denied to the states is reserved to the states and the people of the states. That's got to mean something. And so you see this alphabet soup of, of deep state swamp rats at the federal agencies who are unelected and unaccountable to the electorate, who are making rules that have the full force and effect of law, then applying those laws to us and adjudicating disputes between ourselves and those agencies that are, founding fathers never contemplated there would be this unaccountable fourth branch of government. And it runs afoul of our democratic republic and our system of federalism. And state attorneys general are the vanguard in the fight against the rise of the the deep state. And so that's why fights like this are so important to reinvigorate the 10th amendment and to stake out uh, where that authority rests. And it rests with the people and the people of the states, not unelected federal bureaucrats. And we're going to stay in this fight and are committed to it. We've got 28 lawsuits pending against the Biden administration today. I'm confident we'll have more in the coming days, weeks and months, because at this point, The the administration seems to have the attitude that they get to do whatever they want. until someone tells them to stop. Well, I'm happy to take them to court and and, and tell them to stop. That's that's my job to protect Missourians and our constitutional rights.
0: Yeah, and that you're doing a great job. There's just such a great record already of what you're achieving in the courts. I want to turn to something else that you're fighting for. You're fighting for the protection of children, particularly in this era of transgender ideology. Uh, Can you give us an update on the Washington University case? You've worked really hard in that case. What's the latest on that?
1: Yeah, and your viewers will recall my office received a whistleblower affidavit back in February of this year that set in motion a sequence of events that led to an investigation, a call for a moratorium, uh, promulgation of an emergency rule just to try to put some safeguards in place to protect children from this sterilization machine that was uh, prescribing puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones that cause powerful drugs that cause irreversible negative health consequences or surgeries where, uh, you know, the, the, the kids will never recover. And so at the end of the day, this is about protecting. I want Missouri to be the safest state in the nation for children. Our investigation demanded certain documents from uh, the clinic in St. Louis. We did receive a batch of documents and uh, follow-up investigation requested additional documents. And at first, uh, the clinic uh, agreed to turn those documents over, later decided that they didn't want to turn those over. And they're now using HIPAA as an excuse. But HIPAA has a carve-out for this kind of investigation. So it clearly doesn't apply here. And I have deep concerns that President Biden's administration has intervened and tried to encourage the, the clinic not to turn these documents over. And we're not gonna let President Biden and his army of federal bureaucrats stop us from protecting children here in the state of Missouri. And this investigation is gonna go on until we receive the documents and can hold wrongdoers accountable and ensure that the, the public knows what went wrong here so we can prevent it from ever happening again.
0: Yeah, important transparency for sure.
2: And incredible anchoring their argument with HIPAA after three years of COVID where HIPAA just didn't matter to anyone, it seemed like. Uh, I wanted to ask you though, I get your opinion on Jack Smith's action today, uh, seemingly circumventing all procedure, obviously dodging D.C. Appeal, uh, circuit Court, you know, blowing through any type of procedural scheduling or deliberations. Is this a Hail Mary for him?
1: Yeah, it, it, it appears to be. Look, there's clearly a two-tiered justice system at work here. I think the people People have seen that. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, is there no uh, into how far there's no into the depravity of the left and undermining the rule of law to attack political opponents? And this is really shameful. Uh, It's an embarrassment. And uh, I think at the end of the day, you know, the the rule of law will prevail here and and the, the right thing will happen and justice will be served.
0: Yeah, that's what everyone is hoping. Sir, real quick, we only got about 30 seconds left. Are you looking at President Biden's latest student loan things to see if there are any other legal avenues? It seems like he's managed to get billions more forgiveness past uh, the Supreme Court again.
1: Yeah. Well, as someone who paid for my school in in blood, sweat, and tears in service to our nation, I was proud to lead the effort to put a stop to his unconstitutional redistribution of wealth that attempted to saddle working Missouri families with Ivy League dead. And certainly, we're always looking for opportunities to keep the federal government in its proper and constitutional role and not encroach upon uh, the rights of the the states or the people of the states.
0: All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. That's the code JustNews50 at Factormeals.com. One more time, Factormeals.com slash JustNews50. Use the JustNews50 code and you will get 50% off your first order. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is 34 plus trillion dollars in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket.
2: Welcome back, America. Late last week, we saw an indictment unsealed right here in California. Yay, for once the news doesn't revolve around a homeless encampment burning up the freeway. Anyway, it charged Hunter Biden of dodging more than $1 million in taxes. And while then-candidate and now-president Joe Biden continued to tell the American people that he had no knowledge of his son's business dealings that there wasn't any ounce of evidence that Hunter committed any wrongdoing. Well, now, of course, we know very much otherwise. However, Joe Biden has repeated another statement when it comes to Americans paying taxes that I want you to take a look. Check, out. Check this
3: out. I think you should be able to go and make a billion dollars or a hundred million dollars if you have the capacity to do it. But I ask one thing, pay your fair share. First of all, the
2: creepy whispering is just a little too much, but pay your fair share. So lecturing all of us to pay our taxes, it seems like his own son couldn't follow instructions per the U.S. tax code. And tonight we have the perfect next guest for this ongoing conversation. Seamus Brenner is a director of research at the Government Accountability Institute and the author of a few books, a few of my favorite books, including His most recent control arcs exposing the billionaire class, their secret deals and the globalist plot to dominate your life. Seamus, welcome back to the show. Good to see you.
3: Hey, Amanda, it's good to be with you.
2: It's good to see you. So obviously that was a somewhat recent comment. But Joe Biden actually campaigned on going after tax cheats when he was out there on the campaign trail uh, alleging or, or pledging to hammer down on these folks. Do you think that he was including his son?
3: It's unbelievable and it's I mean it's it's good to see some justice the wheels of justice turn slowly but it's really infuriating. I know the the news not noise viewers pay their taxes. Some people pay around 25% what that means is you are working 3 months out of the year to fund the Biden agenda whether that's the crony handouts via the climate slush fund and the inflation reduction act or the you know payments ongoing forever payments to Ukraine uh, you're paying for that three months out of the year but Hunter Hunter gets to dodge his taxes at <clears> least <throat> for years and what does he spend the over one million dollars he dodges it on prostitutes drugs <laughs> pornography
0: veneers and so it's it's really an outrage. It really is remarkable. And um, uh, people who watched your great reporting over the last four or five years knew all this. The media seems to have suddenly got hit in the face with like, oh, my God, where'd this come from? Um, The indictment that came out was not only a repudiation of Joe Biden, but also the media who tried to portray a lot of the things in this indictment original originally as conspiracy theories. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, they're shifting excuses started with conspiracy theories, as they often do. You know, that that shuts off uh, the logic center in a lot of people's brains We're like, oh, if it's a conspiracy theory, I better avoid it. Eventually they had to actually answer for it. And so Joe Biden said, well, I've never talked business with Hunter. Then he moved to, well, I've never met with Hunter's business partners. Uh, he said Hunter never took a penny from China. And uh, it's been one lie after another. Um, and, and ultimately we've arrived at, well, Joe Biden never got paid. And here's the thing about that. It actually doesn't matter. If you look at the statute, right. 18 U.S.C. Section 201, Jonathan Turley had a great piece on this, the bribery statute. It doesn't require any money to have gone into Joe Biden's account. Now, we know that there were a stream of benefits to Joe. But again, it doesn't matter. It says anything of value for any official action. So the thing of value would be the million dollars a year for paid to Hunter. And the official action, and we know thanks to your great reporting, John, this was an official action. Joe Biden changed State Department policy. They said that Viktor Shokin, the prosecutor in Ukraine, was not a bad guy. He was actually doing good anti-corruption work. Well, Joe Biden officially changed that policy when he made the phone call demanding...
0: Oh, I think we lost. Yeah, I Seamus. think we may have lost Seamus here. Hopefully, we'll get him back. Uh, he was making yeah. a really important point there, Amanda, um, <clears throat> when uh, the, uh, the knowing that Joe Biden was taking official actions to help his son, whether it was meeting with some of his clients at the National Observatory or at the um, the restaurant, or when he fired Victor Shokin after the uh, Justice Department, State Department said, "Hey, he's doing a good job. They deserve the billion dollars." He called an audible. That's the new word. The Washington Post said. And he changed that policy. Oh, yeah. I think we got Seamus back. Let's see if we can bring him back into the show. There he is. <clears throat> we lost you for a second, buddy. Um, so you were, you were making a very important point about uh, uh, Joe Biden changing policy when he uh, leveraged the billion dollars to fire so a show. Go ahead and continue.
3: Well, sure. I mean, we've never seen it before. We've never seen a vice president go out and leverage U.S. taxpayer money uh, to get a prosecutor general fired in some faraway region like Ukraine. I mean, that's just, odd in and of itself and we knew that you you knew that John we've seen it you know for years we've seen how weird that policy was but then Joe Biden gets on video and brags about it and says you're not getting the billion unless you fire the prosecutor he did that in his capacity as Obama's point man in Ukraine and we know from the Devin Archer testimony as well as some emails from Burisma executives that they specifically wanted this official action so whether the you know million dollars a year from uh, Burisma to Hunter ever flowed into Joe's accounts doesn't really matter according to 18 USC section 201. Yeah, good point. Right. Yeah.
2: Um, I wanted to ask you, you know, these uh, over a million dollars in unpaid taxes, when you consider how much income that would be, it's a huge amount that I think a lot of Americans can't even relate to. But I think that a lot of Americans at the same time have already formulated an an opinion about USA David Weiss. And it dates back to that sweetheart deal. And of course, the mixed messaging between he and Merrick Garland regarding whether he actually did have charging authority. But lo and behold, here in California, these charges come out. Um, but, But with respect to the gun charges, the sweetheart deal, with respect to these nine, what is it, nine charges, six misdemeanors and three felonies, there still seems to be a very deliberate First of all, over 50 pages of explanation. John and I were talking about this last week. It is over narrated. And I think that that's probably a little bit of, of overcompensation for the for the past uh, indictments. But it seems to me that these charges are are very capable of isolating Hunter Biden and fencing off Joe Biden. Do you think that that's the aim here?
3: Well, you, we I mean, every, you know, everybody's remarked on the fact that there's nothing having to do with FERA, the Foreign Agents Registration Act right. lobbying that I mean, Hunter was essentially uh, off the books, Farrah operation, the email showed that they didn't, you know, from the laptop that Hunter and his associates, they didn't want to have to file under Farah, So they sort of outsourced some of the official lobbying work. But ultimately, the Farrah would lead to Joe. Um, and, you know, it's it's unclear. We know from the previous sweetheart deal that they were trying to keep this away from Joe. And we do know that this indictment presents a, a few benefits to Hunter Biden, namely that he doesn't have to testify or if he were going to testify to the oversight committee, he'd credibly be able to plead the fifth and say, I don't want to mess with this uh, new indictment. So uh, we'll, we'll, I guess it remains to be seen. And we know Congress is hot on Joe's trail. It's important to keep the focus on Joe and you know what official actions he took and the stream of benefits that
0: flowed to him. Yeah, so important. Uh, Seamus, uh, last week, Senator Ron Johnson came on the show. He revealed that six of the SARS (coughs) listed Joe Biden's address as the origin of a suspicious transaction. total of 12 million were flagged. Two crimes were raised as possibilities, human trafficking and uh, money laundering. Then the indictment comes out literally 24 hours after Ron Johnson comes out, and it shows a period of time when Hunter is living at his father's home in Wilmington, Delaware, and he's not paying his taxes. Joe Biden's uh, home in Wilmington, it's sort of a crime scene, isn't it?
3: Yeah, it absolutely is. I mean, in, in, in addition to all of these activities uh, on the laptop, there's a photo of that diamond that Yi Jianming from CEFC gave to Hunter. That was in Wilmington around the time. Now it was a few blocks away. But uh, yeah, I mean, he was he was taking money from all kinds of foreign oligarchs, uh, not to mention other problems that Joe Biden has with the classified documents. And so, uh, you know, this is just another proof that this leads back to Joe.
0: Yeah, good point.
2: Seamus, we've just got a few minutes left. In, let's see, today's the 11th. In two days, Hunter Biden was slated to come and, and speak before a closed-door committee hearing up on Capitol Hill. His attorney, Abby Lowell, has asserted that he's not going to show up. Uh, they say that it's out of out of line with the procedure, which is funny because every other person and entity who's come up to Capitol Hill to testify, it's been exactly like this. It's not been a public hearing. What do you expect to happen on Wednesday if he, if he shows and if he doesn't show?
3: Well, if he doesn't show, we know how the Democrats handled no-shows. Uh, they they, you know, brought contempt of Congress charges against uh, you know, Republican people for the January 6th hearing. So uh, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Um, I don't expect Hunter to testify, or if he does, he'll plead the fifth. Um, that's what any lawyer would advise him. Uh, because, you know, and, and it's not clear that Hunter Biden ever would have given anything good. They've shown uh, quite a looseness with the fact. The entire Biden family. So if he showed up, he'd probably say things like, Well, sure, people paid me lots of money, um, but they wanted to get close to my dad, but I wouldn't let them. And uh, that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, the, Congress can continue its oversight duties with or without Hunter.
0: All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. IRS penalty canceling offer to do so call 1-800-245-6000 that's 1-800-245-6000 or visit tnusa.com slash just news that's tnusa.com slash just news folks if you get your wallet stolen or your cell phone or your car we know what it is it's old-fashioned theft it's crime we know it criminals now have a new way to steal our most valuable asset our homes
2: Welcome back America with so much going on around the world. We often focus on those countries that are constantly in the news cycle, but there are very important lessons to learn from other nations. Our next guest tonight has served as the director general of the Center for Fundamental Rights ever since it was established in 2013. And while we may know him as one of the main organizers of CPAC Hungary, his organization is publishing Dr. Shay Bradley Farrell's new book titled Last Warning to the West." Hungary's Triumph Over Communism and the EU. Dr. Miklos Santo joins us now to talk about the latest successes, not only within his organization, but in Hungary as well. Doctor, it's a privilege to have you here. Welcome.
4: Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure.
2: The, the honor is all ours, and I want to ask you about this book, Last Morning to the West, because we, we have seen a lot of things happening in Europe, and every time I see something happening there, I am very concerned that it is coming to our fair U.S. shores very, very soon. Talk to us about the importance of this book and why everybody needs to read it.
4: Um, Luke, I feel uh, like uh, if you were a little bit in the age of discoveries again, just, um, just in reverse. Uh, a few few hundred years ago, um, Europeans from the old world uh, crossed the ocean to, to explore the, the Americas. But now, uh, American conservatives uh, are coming back to Europe, especially to, to Hungary, to discover the, the Hungarian uh, conservative recipe for, uh, for success. And uh, Dr. Shea Bradley-Farrell is, uh, is such kind of an uh, explorer, but the story itself, which the book covers, it's not not that extraordinary, because um, the the Hungarian recipe is that we Hungarians, we Hungarian conservatives, we we try to stick to to common sense. The only problem uh, we have, and and this make uh, this makes our story so special, is that the the whole world at least the Western world, went, uh, went insane. And while, while we are still part of the West, except for the Hungarian conservatives, we remained uh, normal. So we are trying to stick the, to the three values of God, homeland, and family. We try to, to cultivate our Judeo-Christian uh, heritage we we are very proud of our nationhood, our national identity, national history, and uh, state sovereignty. And we are trying to protect our families and the children from this uh, um, insane vote uh, propaganda. So that's the that's the Hungarian story in a nutshell. And if you want to know the details, of course you should you should read uh, Dr. Shea's book uh, and the. What makes this Hungarian story so interesting for the, for the whole Western world and for the American conservatives as well is that um, the, the deep state of Brussels, the deep state of the European Union and the Democratic administration in the White House is so frustrated about Hungary and about Prime Minister Viktor Orban is because we go against the liberal mainstream. Uh, that we cherish the three values of God, homeland and uh, the family and this clearly goes against the liberal mainstream and that is why they are so frustrated and so angry about honey so it's not, not mm-hmm. some kind of uh, democracy debate or, or rule of law debate
0: And such a great thing, sir. I can't tell you the number of times in the last couple of years that people have come up to me. They are immigrants to the United States from countries that lived under Soviet occupation. And they come and say, I came here to escape what I now am starting to find on your shores. Help me. Why is this happening from uh, someone who lives in Hungary, who lived through all of the Soviet era and uh, the the freedoms that arose after it fell? Is America losing some of its shine to those in Europe who, who value freedom? Look, we know that uh,
4: there are there are different uh, Americas. Uh, I mean, mean, there are different uh, faces uh, of of the United States of America. We do see and we do feel that this whole woke propaganda, with the with the cancel culture, with the safe spaces, with the trigger warnings. is coming from the leftist uh, democratic uh, uh, political side of the of the U.S. and, accidentally now now they are in the White House and we do feel on the bilateral level that the Biden administration is so hostile uh, towards the Hungarian right because of the reasons I mentioned to you. But we also know that there is a different America. There is the uh, America of the people of common sense, uh, of sane people, and uh, the America, the United States of the Republicans and of of Donald Trump. And I do remember when when Donald Trump was in the White House, the American-Hungarian relations were uh, excellent, and what was very important for us that, despite the accusations about Trump from the, from the liberal media, that uh, he was always so, uh, he always used some kind of uh, militaristic uh, uh, wording and rhetorics. Actually, in reality, Trump brought peace to the world, and this is crucial and very important for us Hungarians because uh, our history taught us. That uh, when the big empires began to fight wars against each other, then uh, Hungary paid the price. But when there was peace and there was uh, connectivity, then at those times, Hungary uh, became some kind of a central hub between the West and between the East. And if I look at the presidency of uh, Donald Trump, he brought the peace to the Middle East with the Abraham Act. Uh, He did not launch any war during his presidency, and Vladimir Putin, for example, the Russians, did not dare to launch war uh, during uh, Trump's term. And we can see the results, on the other hand, of the the Biden administration, which is full of wars, chaos, uh, and decoupling. But we Hungarians, we Hungarian conservatives, we are for connectivity instead of uh, decoupling, and we are for peace, instead of wars.
2: Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Doctor, our audience is seeing some some pictures of President Trump with your nation's leader, Viktor Orban. And, you know, there are a lot of similarities between the two leaders. I think one of those foundational similarities is a desire for a strong border, Uh, a a very strong, fortified, welcoming immigration system, but strong borders. Talk to us about the success of, of your nation's immigration system.
4: Look, the, the Hungarian uh, uh, approach to this question, uh, let me give you, the, let me give you the, the big picture. The Hungarian grand strategy for, for more than a, a thousand years has been about not to get absorbed by any of the big empires. And uh, this, this grand strategy has uh, uh, different uh, elements, different aspects. One is about uh, sovereignty, how to protect state sovereignty. On one hand, of course, for example, nowadays uh, to protect sovereignty uh, from the, or against the deep state of uh, of Brussels, and of course to protect sovereignty at the borders. So we implemented uh, legal and uh, physical border protection in Hungary, and to tell you the truth, the, the best number of illegal migrants in your country is zero and in hungary the number of illegal migrants is zero because the hungarian border protection is so strict and the hungarian legal environment around migration and uh, the right to asylum is uh, is so strict and another very important element that behind this whole idea of the of the European bureaucrats inviting uh, illegal migrants to the continent, Europe is to tackle the existing uh, demographic crisis, demographic winter in Europe, with uh, with inviting migrants uh, to the EU. But we Hungarian conservatives we choose uh, family protection and uh, uh, family policy instead of inviting migrants to our country. So. Uh, the Hungarian story is much more about families, is much more about children instead uh, or over uh, the support of illegal migration.
0: Yeah, such an important thing. sir. So we just got about a few seconds. Left. I want to ask you real quickly, what are the biggest issues in America that concern Hungary now? What do you see in America that really concerns you in Hungary?
4: Uh, a guy called uh, Joe Biden and he's uh, ambassador to Hungary who acts as a as a politician, not as an ambassador? And uh, the idea or ideology behind Biden that concerns me it's it's the Vogue ideology because if there if if there is something bad uh, about the uh, uh, exports of the United States. Uh, I should tell you the truth, it's uh, it's UK ideology, but we do hope and I, I uh, trust the saying or quote from uh, Ronald Reagan that uh, we mm. win, they lose. I do hope that both in Europe and both in the US next year, we uh, conservatives, we will win and the left will lose. Please, Mr. Donald Trump, come back to the White House.
0: It's hard to believe, but that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. I'm really grateful that each of you could join today. Now, one reminder, a lot of people say, hey, John, do you have an app at the Just the News? And the answer is, we sure do. Not only do we have an app, it's in the Apple Store. It's also in the Android Store. It allows you to take the Just the News experience and go in three different ways. You can watch our videos and television shows, you can listen to this podcast and many others like it, like Victor Davis Hanson. Or you can read the stories that we do today, 50, 60, 70 stories a day of the breaking news, investigative reporting, accountability reporting. Go to the iOS app store or the Android store today. Download the Just the News app. Read, watch, listen, three great ways to experience the Just the News content and to join the Just the News family. And if you really want to get involved with the family and say, hey, I want to support your investigative reporting john solomon i want to support the great reporters and the producers and the bookers and everybody that works to make the just the news experience possible you can do something really inexpensive that makes a big difference all you got to do is join the just the news vip club that's right what do you get for the vip club first off ad-free experience on the website and on your newsletters no ads no dancing videos no autoplay videos An ad-free experience on Just the News 247. Plus, once a month you get to hang out with me at JustTheNews.com. We have a town hall. I sit and answer your questions for an hour. We talk about issues you care about. We cover topics that the other media aren't covering. It's an incredible experience to join the family. the immediate family of the Just the News team. Great opportunity. Sometimes we bring in our reporters. It's always a delightful time. If you want to get involved in that, go to justthenews.com slash subscribe Justthennews.com slash subscribe. Quick way to get into the club. It's $4.99 a month, $44.99 a year. Great way to support our journalism, make a difference, and get an enormous benefit yourself. So go check it out today. All right, folks, that wraps up. John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. God bless you. God bless you. Have a great night. God bless this great country of the United States. Be sure to go to justthenews.com if you need that news fix. We got you covered 24-7.